Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today we have Allison with us from CU Fitness. She's a fitness innovator and a coach. And I'm so delighted to have you with us today because I am wild about fitness. Um, I haven't always been, but it was really the pivotal thing for me that created my transformation in my body, in my spirit, in my mind. Um, so welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so thrilled to talk with another fitness person. I always get so excited about that. Um, <laughs> I've been in fitness most most of my life. I was a competitive swimmer growing up. Um, I swam a little bit in college. And then I really got into group fitness as a college student and a graduate student. And I was really at the plan B, I like to say, that became a plan A. My initial plan was to go to physical therapy school, and that didn't really materialize. So I was advised to look at something in a related field, and I had every intention of coming back and applying again, you know, with a fresh master's degree. And I just, when I got into the program, it just, everything worked out exactly the way it should have. And I felt like I was at home. So I felt like this was exactly where I should be. And I have never looked back. And that was over 30 years ago. So that's incredible. So everything from group exercise to coaching teams to yes. Um, being on a team, you know, so it's like, the, you know, the whole line, you know, like, so tell us a little bit more about like what, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Inside the fitness industry. Well, it, you know, it's, I'm so glad that you asked me that because in my initial goal, when I first started out was I wanted to focus more on rehab. Mm -hmm. I watched a, a friend of mine that I swam with in high school who injured her shoulder and she was out for several months. And I watched her whole rehab process and she came completely back to be able to compete again and win a state championship. And it blew me away. And I was like, that is what I want to do. And so I knew, I sort of felt like my focus was going to be in that initially. I grew up in a medical family. So I've always had an interest in medicine and science. And my undergraduate degree is in a science. So I thought this is the perfect blend of all of it. And then when that didn't work out, I started, I looked at the flip side, which was prevention and wellness. So initially I thought, well, I'll go into corporate fitness. So I did that for a couple of years, didn't like the politics and all of that that goes with it. So I thought I really need to go back to where my roots are and that's in the gym. And I've pretty much done it all since then. I've worked for other people and for the last 26 years, I've been an entrepreneur and a business owner. Nice. I love how you call yourself a fitness innovator because I feel like yeah. right now, there's a lot of need for fitness innovation. The way most people relate to fitness is arduous, it's um, dirty. It's not fun. It's, you know, it's mm -hmm. really hard, complicated. Yeah. And they yeah. feel like the gradient to get there is is really high. And I just want to say to all the women and people listening right now, like if you are yes. fit, like it's okay. You know, yes. it's, it's really as simple as like parking a little bit further away from the grocery store, taking a few extra steps a day and just stay yes. with it, yes. stay at it because, um, you know, we're going to talk fitness today for sure. Um, and it's meaning on so many levels, but like, you know, it is, it is un, is non-negotiable. 
Like yes. we have to stay fit or we're going to slowly die. So I just want to say absolutely that as a universal truth, absolutely. You have to be fit. And even if you're in a wheelchair or you're bedridden, yes, you breathing exercises, you can, you can have people stretch you. There's ways to bring oxygen and, um, and light and movement to your cells and your body. So there's no excuse if there's an yes. issue, there's ways to work around it. So I just want to yes. like wherever you are, it's perfect. And I want to encourage you all to, um, to take more steps, you know, in yes. whatever direction that is for you. Like even yes. myself, like I, I try to change it up every day too. So what are you doing these days with your workouts? Well, it's interesting that you asked me that because as a coach, when I'm, when I'm working with my private clients or I'm on a retreat or whatever, you know, so much of my time gets absorbed into that, that what I have, what I've had to learn over the years is, is to work smarter. It's not always how much time do I spend in the gym? It's how consistent am I? Number one. And number two, how many different types of things can I, can I, you know, make my, not really make myself, but have the opportunity to actually do the important thing is is that you do it it's not sometimes it doesn't have to be the perfect workout right but you should always want to become stronger and I really think that that's such a big emphasis right now especially with women there's still a lot of these old myths out there saying that women don't need to lift weights that the women are going to get big and bulky if they lift weights they're going to look like men and not only is that not true all the health and metabolic research now is supporting strength training on a number of different levels focusing on just the seven functional moves that you do every day. And that's really the staple of not only what I teach, but what I do myself. Mm, right. So we need to be strengthening our muscle groups, right? Our Absolutely. Muscles, our thigh muscles, our glutes, our butt muscles, our, mm-hmm. our abs, our stomach muscles. Yep. We need to be strengthening our biceps and triceps and shoulders. Yes. Functional movement that we need just to get up and down. I love there's this guy that I heard about not too long ago who wants to organize centurion um, triathlons. Mm-hmm. So for like a hundred years or older, um, and he's like, and we should all be working backwards from there. I thought that was so smart. You know, like what do I want to be yes. doing? I'm like 70 or 80 years old, you know. Yes. And then what do I need to be doing today to prepare for that? I just thought that was so smart. Mm-hmm. And I might not do some of the things I'm doing today. You know, yeah. um, because like the harder you go, like you can also be overworking and damaging. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh-huh. you know, and it's funny that you say that because rest is as much a big part of a workout as the actual workout is. And mm-hmm. there are a number of different ways to rest. You brought up several things a while ago when you were talking about the extra steps that you can get in every day. I mean, since the pandemic put sent everybody home, the people who were going to an office in a traditional work setting there are more people now that are sedentary than more sedentary than ever. And the reality is, is that all of the research is suggesting that what's the most important thing for our metabolism and the long-term health of our metabolism is the activity that we can do throughout the day. And that's what we, what I like to call the activities of daily living, mm-hmm. the walking around, the parking your car far away, the taking the stairs, carrying your grocery bags, um, Garden. moving furniture, you know, yard work, playing with your dogs or your kids. It all adds up. Yeah, you know, all adds up. It really does. And I, I recently stopped going to the gym because I just moved and I'm still trying to figure out which gym I want to go to. But I've been doing uh-huh. like resistance training with like planks and, and push-ups and yes. um, ups and and other kind of weight weight bearing, like a lot of squats and, you know, a lot yes. of lifts and things like that. So so folks, if, if a gym membership is just not in your area, it's not in your life, you know, the funds aren't there for it. You can do mm-hmm. so much just on Absolutely. your balcony, in your living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's. Yes. 
there's so much available and actually it can be kind of overwhelming for people. Yeah. Oh, because we, we need inspiration. I know for myself, yes. I exercise actually to get inspired. And sometimes I'm like not in the mood. And then once I'm in it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I, you know, was yeah. considering not, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, there are always going to be days that we don't feel like doing it. I mean, as disciplined as I am as an athlete and as a as a fitness expert like yourself, there are plenty of days when I get up and it's cold or it's rainy or I'm just not in the mood for whatever reason. It happens. Right. But those are the days that you actually need to do it more for the simple reason that you're going to feel 100 percent better when you're done. Totally. That always motivates me more than the physical piece of it, you know, than the way I look in the mirror, how my clothes fit or any of that. Right. Totally. Right. And even, I don't know if you've read that book by Dr. Rady, R-A-T-E-Y is called mm-hmm. Spark. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read it, I, I very, 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 very much encourage everyone listening uh, mm-hmm. to read it. It is, uh, is uh-huh. a neuroscience on how exercise can combat depression, anxiety, Absolutely. cognitive impairment, um, even uh, ADHD and, and other kind of learning disabilities. So it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing is, you know, definitely true for me. And I think for everyone, if we can just kind of have the courage to con- confront it, I think exercise is actually very confronting because we're confronting yeah. our, our weakness and, um, Absolutely. you know, the weakness of our heart muscle, the weakness of, you yeah. know, do you know, one of the main reasons why her, why women don't exercise is because of their hair. Have you heard that? Yeah, I believe it. Hair? I believe it. When I used to teach a lot of group fitness, I would have women come to my class. I'm an early morning person for one. Me too. Me too. I'm one of those weirdos that gets up at 5:30 and does my workout early. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And um and when I used to teach the early classes, you know, in gyms, you know, a lot of the women that would come to my class in the morning would be in jewelry and makeup and have their hair fixed and I'm I'm just I'm like I was just very intrigued by that. I thought that was very interesting, but to your point I do see, I do hear that excuse a lot. Well, I don't want to, you know, I've got something to go to. I don't want to get all gussied up. You know, I don't want to mess all that up. And I'm like, but you're going to feel so much better. And you're going to be like, let's go conquer the world. I mean, that's what it's all about. Well, and like you show up, not you, everyone, we all show up. Yes, we might have our hair done or our makeup done, whatever. But like what, how you're showing up in your way of being in your heart is really more important than all of us. And so I want to say that. Absolutely. Really, really. Well, and if, and in our daily interactions with people, it really does literally help calibrate our energy and take it to a whole nother level. Um, You can, you can pick out the people who work out in a room. I can walk into a room and I can tell you exactly aside from the way they look. I don't even look for that. I look at their, their, not just their physical appearance, but their spirit. And I can read the room like nobody's business when it comes to that. But I, all my college students, because I teach at a local women's college as an adjunct. And I tell all my kids on the first day of class and I'll have my new group of kids starting next week. The best thing you can do for yourself is to get into a regular exercise routine of some type because it will separate you from everybody else. The world's most successful people all work out and there's a reason for that. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, it should be fun. Like it should be fun. And what's fun might not be fun for somebody else. So I've been doing this amazing workout lately. It's a combination of all the things I've, I've, I've been drawn to which are um, kind of a dance, but not like mm-hmm. 
ballet, but like, you know, just kind of wild, reckless abandon, just freeform dancing. Fun. Yeah, dance and resistance training and mm-hmm. yoga. And it's to music, right? So this is a uh-huh. thing and it's so liberating. I love it. I've been teaching it in the places I've been going and the people have been so moved and inspired by it. I mean, literally like- Sounds crying. great. It is so beautiful and I love it. And I just want to share it more and more, but I haven't been. It's like uh-huh. no excuse other than me just like not showing up on camera and doing it. And I think it's like a, a body image thing. Like I don't have a typical body. I mean, like if people would meet me, they would never know that I worked out three hours a day. So like, what do you have, what do you know that you can share with us about like weight loss and exercise? Mm-hmm. And a lot of women I know work out a lot, but the weight just isn't budging. So they go, well, but why you know, they- there's just, I think exercise and fitness exercise in general gets a bad rap when it comes to that because people think, okay, let's use yourself as an example. People think if they're a certain weight and they're set on losing weight, which is an admirable goal, admirable goal. I hear a lot of people talk to me about that, but people make the mistake of putting all their eggs in the basket of just the workout piece. Then they forget about the other things too. You know, one of the best ways to actually take the weight off is when you combine activity with the other daily things that you do, like how you feel your body, how much you sleep and rest, how you manage your stress, how you manage your mindset, it all counts. But having said all that, your exercise and activity is the key thing to helping you keep the weight off. And at the end of the day, you know, you'd never guess by looking at me what I weigh. And I've worked out all of my life, but if I went by the the height and weight charts in the doctor's office, I would be in the obese category because I have muscle on me. So, Whoa, so sometimes strength, sometimes being stronger is the new skinny. That's what I like to say. Being strong yeah. is the new skinny. You know, I, well, I, I love that, you know, I'm in Los Angeles now, so everyone's super skinny. And so I feel like I'm super strong and now, yeah. super, but when I was in Boulder a few weeks ago, everybody was like admiring me. They were like, Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I was like, Oh, this feels good. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like respect. And, you know, I was like, okay. right. Yeah. Right. But, it's not all for nothing, but I love the freedom that that provides me. The strength yes. provides me freedom, freedom to hike up whatever mountain I want to go up, you know, yes. freedom to do whatever I want to do, uh, injury free. Mm-hmm. I'm really into yoga. So right. the, the, the medicinal, like medical yoga for mm-hmm. uh, injury prevention and treatment mm-hmm. that I use daily. So yes, if I didn't have that. I think I probably would be risking, you know, massive injury. Well, the goal, the goal for anybody should be to move and move well. That's really when you talked about what do you want to do when you're 70 or when you get to be later in life, nobody wants to be in a wheelchair, right? Nobody wants to be limited. Nobody wants to, you know, have injuries or whatever and have them keep themselves from enjoying the kind of life that they want you know, whatever that looks like. So the goal should always be, we got to get away as a society and especially as women from this idea that if we don't have that perfect figure, that we're just going to get passed over. Because, you know, for me, a workout, how you approach a workout is a lot about how you approach your life, right? It's like approach, get your challenges in, in the gym. And you know what? You're like Teflon for what's going to come at you out there because, you know, life is 50, 50, nothing is guaranteed. And at the end of the day, you know, all we have is to be able to take care of ourselves. So move and move well. That's what I always say. I love that. And I think that it is the ultimate resilience training. I'm actually thinking about uh, in, uh, enrolling, I guess you call it, in my first triathlon. Uh, oh, do it. Yeah. Do it. I might just do like the sprint version as my first one, mm-hmm. but 
Um, and not so much because I wanted to compete, but because I just, I'm really interested in the community. I really love uh, the quality of relationships that working out together creates. There's a difference. It's so fun. It's so fun. And, you know, to your point, it gives us the accountability piece too. I've done two half Ironmans. I know, call me crazy. But, but being that I was a competitive swimmer growing up, there's a competitive part of me that like wanted to tackle that. And of course, I didn't just start with the sprint like I probably should have. That probably wouldn't have been the smart thing to do. But there was a half hour, there's a was a half hour man in Raleigh where I lived for several years. And I would always go down and several of my friends that used I used to teach group fitness with would do it. And I would watch them and I was like, God, I gotta do that one day. I gotta do that one day. And I finally pulled the trigger and said, do it. And I, I went into it with no expectations whatsoever. For me, it was just about finishing and doing it for me. And that's what I, I did. I love it. So how do you find your balance with your daily life? You know, what, what is, what is, so what are some of your tools and tricks, strategies that you use? Um, for one, I'll just, I'll just run down the list of a couple easy ones. For one, I always have time to move every day. It's like I tell my mindset coach, if I do not get my workout in, I literally turn into a crazy person. <laughs> I just know, I know for me, it's like therapy, you know, it, it helps me like, figure out solutions to things in my mind. I get ideas for copy. I get ideas for my programs, for my retreats. It's like my therapy time. Plus it's me time too. It's something that I do for me. So I always have time to move daily. And if it's not a workout, it's a walk, it's yoga, it's stretch, it's something. Nice. Um, the yeah. other thing that I always do every day is I do what I call belief building. It's part of a mindset practice that I developed in 2020 when 70% of my business went out the window because of the COVID pandemic. I literally had to reinvent myself all over again. And I'm used to doing that, but that was, I'll be honest with you, that was the toughest year I've ever had. And I literally was this close to quitting. But in doing the belief building, what I learned was, is that not only can every day, can you start over and start again, right? It's like a new beginning. It's not like you're starting over necessarily. But for me, it's always, it was, it was about what else is possible? You know, what else can I possibly do? And so I have a belief practice that I do every day. And I usually do it after my workout when my brain is more open. And I write all of my beliefs on my wall and they're behind me here. And when I add a new set, I just tape them on top of the old one. So it's kind of like I have a map of my brain. You know, you go back a few years ago to where I was. It's just really key, I think, is that not just as a business owner, but just as a person for me, because I think the biggest question we can ask ourselves every day is what are we thinking and believing? I believe, I, I, I know that's to be true. Yeah. I love yeah. that belief building. Yeah. It's like you're strengthening a muscle. Uh, if you can imagine yeah. a belief is a muscle and we do need to yeah. get out. I love that. Yeah. So beautiful. And you know, I also too, to your point, just to backtrack a little bit, I always give myself a few minutes during the day just to get up from my desk. I try to do it once an hour, if I'm being completely honest, for five minutes. I try to get up, even if I just walk into the other room and walk back. Yeah. Or if I walk down the stairs and walk back or I'll walk out to the mailbox and back or something. It just yeah. it, it's kind of like I'm getting a restart instead of going for the coffee machine like a lot of people do. For me, it's moving. Yeah, that's you know? yeah, or water. You can even like, twist in your chair. Yeah, but that absolutely. Great. It's like I plug myself into the wall and get a charge, you know, for five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Right? It's say that like with the there, if you're on carpet, you will get a charge actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> when you're yeah, totally low, like on you, when you're feeling low and like really tired, because I know we all get there. Um, we either had a lot of Zoom calls one day, you know, we worked yes. really hard, we injury, get bad news. Like, so when you're feeling really low, like how do you recharge? 
What do you do? Well, I do a couple of things. First off, if I'm starting to feel really low, I don't just ignore it. I usually have, have, and you know, as a, and I'm sure you can relate to this as a busy, busy business owner. I think our first instinct is to keep going, right? We feel like we have to just push through it and keep going because if we don't finish it, then we're just going to be perceived as weak, right? So I usually give myself about five minutes to be upset if I want to be upset or be anxious if I'm going to be anxious or allow myself to get mad if I'm going to get mad. And I kind of get it out. And then I say, okay, what's my plan? And for me, usually it's going outside and just breathing in some fresh air and just kind of allowing myself mentally to go to a spot where I feel at peace. And for me, that's usually one of my retreat locations or the place on the lake that my husband and I have with my family or anything like that. It's like I visually just allow myself to go to a different place. Um, And it makes all the difference because it's not that the anxiety doesn't go away, but it's like I'm putting it on the back burner for the time being and I'm not letting it sideline me for the rest of the day. I think as women, we have to remember that it's okay to do that. You know, I know it is. And it's like, there is, I like how you limit it. You set a boundary. You're like, I'm going to do you know, express it, like whatever that means. Um, and I, I yeah. the last five years, I've found that physical expression of those kinds of emotions have been more helpful than anything, any, totally. any mindset practice. And so it's like energy is, 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 is in motion. Right. And so I think yep. emotions yep. are energy in motion and we have absolutely. And I yep. going to the body, to the mind, through the body is a much more efficient thing to do. Yeah. A huge, well, thing. feelings, when we feel something and I've had to, I've learned this in the work that I do with my mindset coach a lot too, is when we're feeling something, it's coming from something that we're thinking usually. And the best thing that we can do is acknowledge that it's there. But I think the way our society teaches us is to ignore it because it's not helpful. It's not productive. It doesn't contribute to us, ignore, you know, stuff it down or sorry to interrupt it and or sorry to it and identify yes. Right. So yes. I find yes. it's either, either or in what you're describing and what I also practice and teach yeah. what is, is I think the healthy way, right. Is where totally. you totally you, you integrate it basically, you know? Well, and you know what, when you resist it, it just keeps coming back. Oh, right. It keeps benefit. coming back. And so for me, and that's another reason why, right. And that's another reason why I'm so adamant on getting my workouts in, even if it means that I have to inconvenience myself with something else. I know how important that is for my mental well-being and my sanity. That's really why I do it the older I get. And yeah, I want to, obviously I want to look good too. I mean, I like, you know, my muscles, but at the same time, I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And for me, I know that I feel so much better when I do that. I love it. I love it. So do you have a, you have, so you have a message that you'd like to share with our audience about their voice about, tell me, tell me what your, the messages you'd like to share with our audience. Well, I think as women, um, and you know, I grew up on the oldest of four kids and, you know, you know, I grew up with both of my parents at home and I know that's probably not the case for a lot of people. I don't know about the people who are listening to this podcast right now, but I was always taught as a child that you can do anything you want if you believe in yourself enough and that you have to just keep going. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to keep going. There are always going to be obstacles. Life is 50-50. Nobody promises that everything is going to be puppies and rainbows, right? As much as we want to believe that it is, right? But we have to learn to look at obstacles as opportunities. You know, we have to, we can acknowledge the negative that's there, whatever makes us feel a certain way, 
totally okay. We, we need to honor that about us, right? But we also need to always look for the silver lining because everything happens for us. It never happens to us. Mm. And as soon as we stop playing the role of the victim and allowing us to play the role of the victim, then we you never know who is watching you. You don't know whose life you're going to change every day. You don't know who needs to hear what you have to say. And all of us as women have an opportunity to do that for the next generation. And my mission now that we've come out of the pandemic, especially for entrepreneurs and business owners and influencers and other coaches and whatever, is let your voice be heard. Where is there an opportunity for you? What solution can you offer for the betterment of the collective? That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. We are here on this planet one time and we don't know when that last time is going to come, you know? So we don't know when our expiration date is. So we have to live the life that's in front of us and stay in the present. That's my message. I love it. Oh my gosh. You you know, it's so interesting that you're saying this the way you're saying it, because it's a message that I've been getting actually through all these different people and situations Mm -hmm. and circumstances the last week. So I'm, I'm really meant also to hear this and I'm sure Mm -hmm. People who are listening right now are also meant to hear this. And so I don't know where my voice is. I can't find it. And what what do you mean by go, you know, find your voice? And I think that each one of us, just as unique as our voice, and you can as unique as absolutely have been passion in our hearts. My passion is about health. My passion is about, you know, nourishment, embodiment, and spirituality. That's the magical trinity. I work and what I'm totally obsessed with. And I think we all have been given a a passion in our hearts that's different from anyone else. And that's the voice. That is what you're meant to your passion. Yeah, and for me, for me too, especially since the pandemic, it's about creating experiences too. It's like, what are, what are we doing all of this for? Why are we working to build a business and a legacy and put our body of work out in the world? We want to change lives. That's what it's all about. And having experiences in person, you know, is everything. So it's everything. You got a bunch of them coming up. I mean, this will air probably towards the end of the year, but what do you have coming into the new year? Uh, what, what experiences are, are you have, do you have on the calendar? Um, well, I go to Key West a couple times a year. That's probably one of my favorite spots in the in the world, honestly. I've been going for years and years. I've got an event in December there. And in January, I'm going to be going to St. Lucia with a group of people. Um, in March, it looks like we're probably going to do like Savannah, Georgia, or somewhere on the East Coast, maybe. And then, of course, I'll go back to the Keys in May. I am really hoping that 2023 is the year I get to do take a group on a retreat to New Zealand. That is number one on my bucket list. Number oh, one. Wow. And with the pandemic, you know, they've just now, you know, earlier in 2022 open to travel. Um, but I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Spain. I want to do the Riviera. I mean, it's like, we want these, we want experiences. And when you combine travel and self-care and experiences, that's a winning combination. I totally it's about. I'm being called right. the same thing. It's it's uh and it's also a community, like connecting with other people inside Absolutely. view of health and yes. yes. Well, where can people totally. find out more about your experiences and your coaching? Where should they go? They can go to my website, which is um the allisonk.com. Um, I'm sure that will be in, in your show notes Absolutely. so people can hear that. Yeah. Um, and you can also you can read about my coaching, my retreats. 
the way that I serve other business entrepreneurs in my group program, which I call the Innovate Academy, that was probably the silver lining that came out of COVID was that I realized how many people were literally losing everything. And I was like, okay, we got an opportunity here. What are we going to do? So please head to my website. You can read about my story You can read about the different things that we're doing. Um, I'm happy to share all of it. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for the invite. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.